It's the latest episode of The Ugly Truth, and Paula and I have a lot of things we're discussing. My excitement over The Ugly Truth stickers. Also, I review the first episode of The Goop on Netflix. Paula and I talk about baby shower etiquette, as well as sex education talks with your children. All of this and our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much, shoplipandclip.com. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? Shut up! Just shut up! Paula? We talk about balls all the time! Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 436. You know what? I have morning voice too. I don't know. What th- I slept so hard last night. I woke up. My daughter woke me up at 10 to 8 and said, are you ready for the Jeffree Star launch? Because uh, not that you are super in the know, your daughter is only 10 or 9, 10, mm-hmm. that you're not into the makeup and the cosmetics and all that stuff yet. I was already awake because it's just I have to take him to school. But I mean, right, if it right, was right. like an off day and she woke me up at 10 to 8 to watch something, I'd probably kick her in the <laughs> face and be like, get out. So Jeffree Star is a international YouTube sensation. He's mm-hmm. got an empire now. His cosmetics are incredibly popular. It's like one of the top 10 brands in the country. And he's always and he's continually growing. Now, we're I'm obsessed. Malia's obsessed it's amazing. We just love it. And if Didn't you know she who- get a bunch of his makeup for uh, her birthday and stuff, kind of. So if you if you're in the know of Jeffree Star, you know that he launches every four months or so. He launches mystery boxes, and in these mm. boxes are exclusive products, and there's three sizes, and they range anywhere depending on the season, twenty to one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. But they're mystery, so you have no idea what's inside. Sometimes there's clothing, sometimes there's you know exclusive makeups or palettes or highlighters, whatever. Christmas, so Halloween we got one, and it was mm-hmm. really exciting. Um, Christmas, we did not get one because they're, uh, they use Shopify and just everything was a complete and total clusterfuck. I had one in my cart. It was pulled because they sold out. So although Mm. I was getting ready to pay for it, it was removed from everything I bought actually sold out. So I literally, we got nothing. So they released one today, a Valentine's Day mystery box. They were a little more expensive, but I told Malia, I said, we're getting one of these. (laughs) And so... Daryl, producer Dub, myself, and Malia all sitting in his office with our laptops open trying to get one of these supreme boxes. It's Mm -hmm. silly, but it's funny how as your kids get older, how you have your thing. Right. You know, like you and Ryan have your UFC. And if there was some kind of UFC mystery package where if you bought it and you had tickets to an event, you guys would do it. Right. And so these things are super coveted, very limited edition. And so we got one this morning, which is thus why we pushed our recording 30 minutes, which is so ridiculous. But I don't care. (laughs) So we got one. That's fine. I get it. Super cute to watch producer Dub help us get makeup. It's so cute. <laughs> so we're like, did everyone get one? We're like, okay, who gets it? Who pays for it first is the one, and then we'll cancel our orders. And so I got it. I was surprised because I'm usually the last one. So I'm the one that purchased the box. So anyway, super exciting. But you don't even know what's in it. We have no idea what's in it. We just know they're exclusive. And he actually makes things only for this box. 
And so we'll get stuff that you can't get anywhere else. So it's dumb, but but it's, not because it's a thing, you know? But it's never like ugly or anything? No, it's all amazing product. Like what if it's like a, a scarf or something? No, no clothes. Oh, There's never okay, any okay. clothes. It's, this is all cosmetics, beauty products. Oh, okay. But uh, Malia and I were talking. Now, you know how uh, producer Dub and Tyler and I did a Star Wars review over the holiday season. Right. And if you listen to it, great. If you Thank you so much for listening. Tyler, my son, absolutely had a ball recording with us. He thought it was super fun. Malia really wants to do a podcast about the YouTube stuff that she loves and that the stuff she's turned me on to. Mm. And so we were thinking that maybe we would do a live opening of these mystery boxes so she can talk about how much, you know, who she likes YouTube wise and stuff like that. Cause of course she's jealous that her brother got to do a podcast and, and she did it. So we might do that in the future, which I think would be super fun. I think for that'd her. be a good idea. Yeah. Really cute. And so we'll, we'll see. And of course, you know, we're all waiting for you to bring your two talented children into the fold. You know, they just can't pod. agree on what they want to talk about and because you know there's just such a gap for them right now and truth it should probably just be nothing but arguing and <laughs> you know like the three Olivia, stop right don't tell me what to do you know, and then and she'd be like nah, da, 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 da. something and then she'd be like yeah. oh, no, i'll be right back can we pause this no oh, god what do you get <laughs> i just i just want to show my dolls i'm like olivia you can't show anybody anything you know okay no lie I think people would love to hear that. Probably. <laughs> I think they'd love to hear it because they would be like, Paula wasn't lying. They are a handful. <laughs> I know. I know. They would Which... love it. I think people would be like, so funny. So real. Absolutely happens in my house. <laughs> I know. It'd be well, cute. I told you the other day. So she does that. Um, remember that lady, that comedian that got famous for doing the uh, the nail salon bit? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Olivia does that. And so what? does she do the she, Cambodian accent, too? I don't know what she does, but she told Ryan yesterday. She's like, she's like, honey, how come you have no girlfriend? <gasps> and so, <laughs> I want to hear her do it. And please. So Ryan's just like, it's like, Olivia, stop. She's like, oh, she's like, you need long nail. You get girlfriend. You so you so handsome. Paula, <laughs> I am begging. I'm begging. Next you. time we come to your house, I'll have her do it. You get that little girl on recording immediately. <laughs> the first time she did it, I'm like, Olivia Grace. I'm like, where did you hear that? And she's like, Mom, it's this comedian. I'm like, I know who it is, but I'm like, why were you listening to that? Because she's like us. She's obsessed with stand-up and she's obsessed with the art of comedy. She I wants mean, to be a stand-up comedian. And like her dad yesterday was trying to give her pointers because he heard um, this God. podcast and it's a bunch of stand-up comedians and they talk about like, you know, tips of the trade like you mm. know people say like if you say words with the letter k in it people find yeah. it funnier or that podcast you know <laughs> um if you say the word buick they think it's funnier or something like there's that. a lot of words that comedians can that say, that comedians say that are funnier for some reason exactly it's so weird how our human minds work but of course she wasn't having any of it she's like ah She's like, I just actually just say what comes to it, whatever my mind. And she's sure. like, I think most of my comedy is going to be based on my childhood. And I'm like, Olivia, oh, I'm like, you well, are a child. Nice. She's like, ah, mom, she's like, I'm like a tweener. And I'm just oh, like, oh, dear. I'm like, well, oh, OK. I will tell you that the ones that are incredibly successful in the world of comedy, in the realm, knew they wanted to be in comedy at a very young age. 
right. and they they pushed through because they they were like, no, this is what I want to be. I mean, any child or person who's an adult who's wildly successful was obsessed with their trade when they were small. Chefs, artists, mm-hmm. and a comedian's an artist, actors. Mm-hmm. I don't know about any CPAs or librarians, but the other right. in the arts, most people know that they want to be in the art. And right. I personally, and I think you would agree, comedians, that is an art form that is very, very hard to perfect. And those that do it well, we are obsessed because it's so good. Well, they just find their own, they find their knack, you know, like really successful comedians, Mm -hmm. they find what works for them. Like Jim Gaffigan, he's so dry, but he's pretty, he's just so funny the way he says things, you know. I'm always so, shocked is not the right word, but I'm always so amazed how there's maybe 100 or 200 comedians that are, that are professional and they're so funny and yet every single one is different. Every yeah. single one has a different perspective on life and humanity. And that is what makes that art form so amazing. I would love to think that I could do it. I just don't think I can. I just don't think I have it. But I certainly will forever absorb those that can. It's so good. Right. So well, good. I think what Olivia does is she runs trials at schools like she's constantly <laughs> saying and doing things to make her friends laugh at school she's, she's working her act at school <laughs> she's, she's working her audience at school and so she'll tell me every time when she comes home that you know how hard she made like a group of friends laugh at school because that's amazing you know, paula she was doing things or saying things or you know acting out little things that you know her friends were mm. just hysterical and that's so cute she has like this alternate personality called silly sally and <gasps> What? But she does this like, I don't know how she does the voice, but it's like that, that thing, like if you're wearing like this huge mouth guard and it's like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I don't like, she talks just like she has like, like she's a beaver or, or, uh, something, you know, wow, like the beaver, he's like, she is really advanced. That's really good. I'm so proud of her. Speaking of young children and excitement. Yes. I am so giddy over this. I feel like a kid. I feel like when I was in sixth grade, I don't remember. This is probably a little ahead of your time because you're a diff- literally a gen- different generation as me almost. Uh-huh. Um, when I was in fifth and sixth grade, collecting stickers was the thing. Like yes. legit collect stickers and you would trade Especially them. Especially the you- scratch and sniff ones. And the scratch and sniffs, you're right, were, were one of the premiums. But there were also premium ones. Anyway... So as you know, we didn't really talk about it on the show too much, but at a, on a whim, I was like, you know, we should offer some merch this season, this this year to see just what the appeal is. If we can, you know, see, I just want to see what the, what would sell if we sold Ugly Truth merchandise and what would the level of, of interest be? So I created with our logo, created some teeny little two inch stickers. That's that are, that is our logo. Mm-hmm. And I had them and I gave you some when you were at my house because they're super cute. And I went, oh, yeah, maybe we'll just we'll hang on to these and you never know. Maybe if we order merch, we'll throw these in, whatever. And it was super affordable to do it. And then because I did it, the company emailed me and said, hey, we've got holograph stickers now. And they're like 25. They're like 80 percent off what they're going to cost later if you order now. So I did. And I got these huge holographic foil Ugly True stickers. And I told everybody on our social media that we had them. And if you wanted one, just send me a line and I will mail them to you. And we got like instant response, like instant. 
instant. Okay, and so this is like starting within, to make sense to me because within I, ten minutes, <laughs> I couldn't figure out why you picked stickers because I'm just like. What are we gonna do with stickers? <laughs> I just wanted to see because and that's the, what I said. The, I'm like, what are we gonna start tagging the town? I mean, <laughs> put them in bathroom stalls or you know, sticker slap, <laughs> bumper stickers or you know, I just. But now I get it. It's your generation. It's a sticker thing. Okay. Well, and here's the other thing. Most people have hydro flasks, and oh, yeah. whether it's the brand hydro flask or not. Most people have some kind of portable water bottle that they take with them wherever they go, refillable. And a lot of people, including myself, you put stickers on it. And gotcha. so, you know, what for just for fun to personalize it or whatever. And so I thought, oh, this is cute. And I just ordered them for me and, you know, like my all of the kids want them. I put them on my the top of my laptop or whatever, just for fun. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, please send me one. Oh my God. And I was like, really? So I have like a tiny pile left, but all the first hardcore excited people there, they were, they were shipped yesterday. So you should get them over the weekend. So stoked. Cannot wait. Well, and so one of our listeners uh, said you should cut out a little magnet and like stick it to the back and then you can put it on your refrigerator. And I'm like, that's a really good idea. Oh, so I made sure that she that specifically that 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 listener received a holographic. So I'm curious to see because she said she would do it. And I want to see I hope she shows us what she did. And please, if you asked for a sticker, show us how you used it. I'm dying to see how you guys use them. Well, if it's appropriate. (laughs) <laughs> no, even if it's inappropriate, politics oh, takes you guys. So you know, I I'm do just not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Although I spent a long time on that Reddit side, I'm not I knew lie. you would. I knew I couldn't it. help it. It's, a, it's just, difficult to stop watching, right? I told Victor and of course Ryan about it, but it's <gasps> because it was like artistic, and so. Yeah. Did you, I was, you did not allow your son to see them? No, did I didn't okay. lo- let him look. Let's, but I was just like, yeah, don't go past that hump. That's funny. Okay, really quick, because I there's so many things I want to talk about. Plus, you have Apollo's World su- subject that I don't want to miss. It's Super Bowl Sunday. This show is dropping on Super Bowl Sunday. We all know that you're not listening to it. The most of you are not listening to it on Super Bowl Sunday. So Monday, when you're nursing your... We're not even listening to it. Right. So on Monday, when you're nursing your, your slight beer hangover, or you ate too much guacamole, or too many you know, jalapeno poppers. So you're sitting on the toilet with burning butt. You you can listen to us and we'll be there for you. (laughs) So happy Monday. I heard something today, which was really interesting. They expect 100 million people to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. 11 million people will schedule the day off on Monday. Really? 11.1 people take the day off. 7 million people will call in sick and a half a million people will just be a no show. And You're so a lot of people me. are saying, hey, y'all own Sunday. We get it. NFL, it's the house of NFL on Sunday for most people. But hey, can we move the Super Bowl to Saturday? I mean, can we please? That way everybody's got the recovery time and then you won't feel so bad going into, you know, work on Monday. That'd be awesome. No. So you don't think they should move it to Saturday? It's Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, that's stupid. It can be Super Bowl Saturday. Who wants the Super Bowl on Saturday? I mean, you need Saturday a lot to of get ready for Sunday. <laughs> well, that is true. So what do you want? Do you want to be scurrying around on Friday? Or just be responsible and just go to work like normal on Monday or just take the day off. Actually, interestingly, you are wrong. You are not wrong because people would probably just take Friday off. 
to prepare for Saturday's party. Like, there's no winning, really. I mean, I guess, like, I like the Super Bowl and everything like that. But I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't harm myself physically to the point of, you know, illness <laughs> over the Super Bowl. But that's because I'm, yeah. I'm not. You know, I'm not a heavy drinker. I don't drink at all. But um, you know what? I, some people just stay up later. They just, you know, they they expel so much energy being at parties that they're just like, ugh. You know, and I don't Monday. eat anything that's gonna, you know, yeah, burn out my asshole. You know, to the point where <laughs> I'm sick all night. I mean, it's just like, why yeah. would you want to do that to yourself? God. Some people, especially if your team is there, I can understand. You know, it, I'm, it, that doesn't I, mean I, I'm going to eat like freaking jalapeno poppers until I, you know, erode my intestines. <laughs> go 49ers! Let's oh kill ourselves! God. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that. So we'll see you on Monday, guys. Thank you. And happy Monday for those of you listening. Okay. And then I wanted to tell you, I am watching the Goop show on Netflix. Oh God. How could for you? science. Just for science. For our show. I've only watched one episode. And the first episode is about microdosing shrooms to uh, help with anxiety. Someone just passed. I just was reading this last night that it's no longer illegal to do shrooms for medicinal purposes. Mm -hmm. And then I so I posted on the article and I'm just like, I'm like, I have I know nothing about this. I said, what are the medicinal purposes of psychedelics? Because I'm like, I, I don't know. Interestingly, I've been following this for about a year or so, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even even longer. As you know, we, we all have some sort of, you know, mental health mm-hmm. issue. We, we moderate, you know, we monitor it with either medication or behavioral cognitive therapy, whatever it is that we need to do in our family. That's what we do. And so... The microdosing thing was really fascinating to me because it's very specific to anxiety. The way it started was people who were terminally ill were so afraid of dying of cancer or mm-hmm. whatever that they were so obsessed with their anxiety and their fear that they couldn't really focus on the time they had left with their loved ones. It was really becoming a hindrance. And I don't think that's an unusual situation. Right. right. So they these terminally ill patients, and we'll just say they were mostly cancer agreed to do this thing where they go basically they have this super controlled room they are monitored it is not like at a rave or at your house you're at a place where it's really soft they play the music that you really really relate to and everything's really comfortable for you they give you a dose and you basically are tripping but it's controlled and you're kind of like on your own and you're really working through this thing almost a hundred percent of the people who did it said that their fear of dying was gone and that they never ever felt that way again and some people now so they've moved it to other people who aren't necessarily terminal but they're terrified that their cancer will return Mm -hmm. and so they did that they progressively started using to other people and there was a woman on this goop netflix show she said i had stage four breast cancer i was cured And I was, you know, it was cancer free, but for the rest of my life, I was terrified that I was going to have a recurrence. So I did this process with the microdosing and had a, you know, this controlled area where I tripped and I, it's gone and it's been six years. I've never, ever felt that way again. And I'm like, get me in there now. (laughs) Like, I want to do this so bad. And I'm sure, um, 
my hairstylist, he's reading a book about it. And he said, there is someone on the West Coast who is looking for people over the age of 50. Now, I don't qualify yet, but when I do, I may call and say, hey, yo, I want to do it. So we'll see. I'm not afraid to do it. Well, I'm always afraid because of adverse reactions, because I don't know how, you know, because there's always going to be the one person that, you know, wants to fly off a building or something (laughs) like that. And yes, that'll probably be me. Well, what was interesting about this episode, because, you know, I was going in, I'm trying to have an open mind because here's the deal. I've told you this before. As a human, I've heard her discuss her life personally. I really like Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't think she's a terrible person. Her goop, however, is considered pretty harmful, especially for women. I figured it out. Her goop website with all those ridiculously priced items, that's the shiny lure to get you in to read the articles. It's kind of like Playboy. Some of the best writers actually wrote for Playboy, but the shiny was the boobs and the snatch, right? But do the guys really read the articles? No, but women do. A lot of women read Playboy's articles. It's interesting if you really go back and look at that. But anyway, so I'm like, okay, so I get it now. Now, I have never read the articles on Goop, but I was fascinated with this specific subject on episode one because it's such a new and upcoming treatment that is not synthetically based with, you know, meds and stuff like that. Um, I will say this about the episode. Everyone is thin and pretty. Everyone is very, you know, privileged, quote unquote, privileged. And so there may not be many people who will necessarily not understand, but they won't relate. Relate, yeah. Like, you know, there were, and, the, and the thing is, though, I will say this, what I did like about this specific, and, and Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't involved in this specific episode. She was at the beginning saying, this is how we're going to do it. But then all of these people went somewhere and, and did this process, all of her staff. And they're all thin and pretty, but they all have legit hard, you know, problems that they're trying to go. Like one girl, her father committed suicide seven years ago mm. out of nowhere, out of the blue. And she was profoundly affected. And when she had her experience, I started crying because I really felt for her. Mm -hmm. But so although it is probably not relatable for many, this specific episode I found really interesting because it's something that I wanted to learn about. But I also think that they did the best one first because all the rest seem crazy. So I'm going to continue watching it and I will give you my overall review when I'm done. But I mean, I can only take so much goop. I could only do one. It's been a week. I'll do another one in a week. So yeah, yeah, I I don't know. Well, yeah, you'll, you'll have to let me know. I, yes, trust me, I will. You can roll your eyes all day long with the rest of them because I don't think they're going to be that good. I still think she's dangerous. Still don't put anything up your butt or your vagina. That goop says, please don't do that. That's ridiculous and it's dangerous. Don't hot steam anything near your butt. Don't put anything up there. Please contact your gynecologist. If you don't have one, go to Planned Parenthood. Okay, thank you. All right. Um. So I read this interesting article and it was kind of like a what would what was your opinion on this situation? How would you have reacted? Blah, blah, blah. So I'll, I'll paraphrase it and then I want to know what your opinion is. So uh, this adult woman is pregnant for the first time. It was unplanned, but she and her boyfriend have been together for about eight years. And so she's probably in her 30s. Mm-hmm. Her mother is over the moon. Now, this this woman who's pregnant Makes enough money. She does not need a baby shower. She has taste that is expensive and she can afford to purchase what she wants for her baby. And she's excited about it. Her mother wants a baby shower. 
And her daughter said, no, I don't need a baby shower. I don't want a baby shower. And as as snooty as this may sound, when you have a baby shower, people cheap out and they buy you stuff that you're probably not going to use and you're going to end up giving it away or returning it or something. And I don't really want to put anyone in that position. Well, or because if she has expensive taste, she's going to register for things that people can't afford. And people will give her the the cheaper version of what she's asked for. Fully upfront on that. Her mom decides she's throwing her one anyway. She invites every single friend and woman that the mom, the pregnant woman knows, and it has it has been planned. Now this is I, I, let me just tell you the story, and then we'll, we can talk about our opinions. The mother to be doesn't show up, takes two of her best friends, and goes to brunch for the whole day. Turned her phone off so she couldn't be reached, and then showed up like the evening the next day to see her mom. And her mom, of course, was livid and outraged that mm-hmm. her mom, that her daughter didn't show up for her baby shower and then proceeded to call all the people that showed up, apologized and told her that she wants them to take their gifts back because it was she shouldn't they shouldn't have had a baby shower anyway, blah, blah, blah. And the mom is uh, is secondarily angry that she asked everybody who was invited to take their gift back. And now they're not speaking. And she's like eight months pregnant. Now it's divided. The opinions are divided. I'm curious what you think. I guess. I mean, obviously the mom was not listening. But on the same token, if she was, you know, went ahead and planned one anyway, the daughter should have just indulged it and just Mm -hmm. participated. And then either donated the gift somewhere if she didn't really like any of them, I mean, mm-hmm. she, she can't be sure that she wasn't going to like any of them. Cause I of mean, some of, some of the things, I mean, it doesn't matter how expensive your taste is, you know, right. a diaper warmer is a diaper warmer. They, they don't right. come silver plated or, you know, not. bottles are bottles, you know, diapers mm-hmm. are diapers, you know, th- those kinds of things. So, I mean, some of the things they, they probably would have been useful the rest of them, yeah, you probably could take back, but I mean, you could still get, you know, store credit and use it to buy other things that, right. you know, that you you still can use. Because like I said, there's only so many premium things that you can purchase and the right. rest of them, that they are what they are. And so, um, so you would have indulged, you would have indulged your mother. I would have indulged her just because obviously it was important to her and, mm-hmm. you know, despite the fact that she just, you know, completely went against her wishes, it had been like, all right, fine. This is obviously her thing. You know, the, mm. this is how she's expressing, you know, <laughs> her, I don't know, excitement over this grandchild. Right. And so, you know, I would have just dealt with it. Um, I you think, think, that, I think mm-hmm. it's incredibly rude that she disappeared for the whole day. It turned her phone off and yeah. just made herself. I mean, that's, that's just, that's rude. I mean, can you right. imagine no. what position that put the mother in? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's just, I mean, that's just completely rude and disrespectful. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that to my mother at all. I mean, I know. I, I maybe if I felt that strong about it, I would have mm-hmm. given the ultimatum and said, "Look, you either cancel this shower, I will absolutely refuse not to show up." And don't think I won't. Right. If she said, like, I'm not canceling shower, I'd be like, then I am not showing up, mom. I'm just, I'm, I'm being perfectly honest. I am not showing up. I agree. To me, it's a little, there's a little bit of this. 
if she really felt that way, why did she give her mom the impression she was coming? And then at the last minute decided not to go, knowing everybody she knows was there. All of her friends, relatives. She knew they were there. She knew who had been invited. Why, if she was so passionate about not having this baby shower, why didn't she communicate just a bit more with everyone saying, look, my mom's doing this baby shower. I do not want one. I've told her implicitly I don't want one. And she's invited you. I'm asking. You know, There had to be, it, it's an utter lack of communication. Well, it sounds like she's a total snot. Because it's the is. fact that she says, you know, I can afford to buy my baby expensive things. And right. she doesn't think her friends and family are right. up to her taste. And that's, you know, and so that's why she's felt like it wasn't worth her while because mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to afford to buy her the things that she wants. And so, and it's which is actually rude because, mm-hmm. you know, having a baby and having a baby shower, it's not about the gifts. It's, it's about celebrating, celebrating yes. with the people that you love. And yeah. obviously she only feels people are worth what they can purchase for her. And what would have been nice if these two women had actually spoken to each other, if she had said, Mom, I don't want gifts. If people want to celebrate the the new baby, let's have them donate to a women's shelter or let's have them, you know, let's make this a good thing because right. I don't need the things. But I certainly love the idea that everybody's so happy for us and happy for me. I mean, there's there were there was a way to compromise. It didn't have to be this way. Um, some people were concerned that if she didn't stand her ground on this, that her mom would have been one of those grandmothers that tried to like change everything about her raising the baby. Like she would come in and break all the rules when she's taking care of her grandchild and not have any respect for how she wanted to raise her child. It sounds like a power struggle. And it sounds like something they've always had, by the way. Not just this. Well, obviously <laughs> so. they're both very stubborn, but I mean, it yes. sounds like, but I think that... There could have been, you know, some compromises, you know, maybe she could have said, you know, it's a gift card only shower or, Mm. you know, or, or no present shower. That's what I've or, you know, just anything. Um, But the other thing too is, is if if this was her first baby, she Mm. doesn't know what she needs. You know, that's, it's so naive. You know, I mean, there could have been a room full of, you know, mothers of multiple children or grandmothers or, you know, that would offer her lots of advice or or maybe just that's the other thing, too, is is maybe hand out index cards with just a piece of advice or something like that, that, you know, maybe she could have used or a gift of advice, you know, that everyone writes down a piece of advice. And I just tried she could, you know, use that as a reference because, I mean, that doesn't cost anything. And no, and I was, and it's also more valuable than a silver-plated diaper warmer. Well, you know? right, and and that's just the thing is, is the things you think you're going to need. I mean, there were things I got, and I I don't think I ever used because, of course, you know, I think we got a diaper genie, and that thing was. That thing never worked. I mean, <laughs> it yeah. just we didn't get the concept of you know turning it and smushing it down and every time we pulled it out there was always like 10 feet of empty bag and like oh you know two feet (laughs) of like squished sausage diaper so we wound up getting a different one that you know worked way better for us and you know just the the things that you that everyone says oh this works so great you know and then we're just like this thing's shitty this doesn't work at all you know it's so it's so funny pregnancy and baby showers it's just like a wedding or a funeral it really brings out the best and worst of people. Like you never know how people are going to react until the event occurs. You know, when a, when there's mm-hmm. a birth, everybody's jockeying for their position. Like, how important am I to this? 
I want to be the, I'm not as important as I think I should be. Or same with weddings and funerals. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets real weird about, you know, they gets real insecure about their place and everyone, you know, wants to know. And then they impinge themselves on people that really are more concerned about the health of themselves and their child. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really weird how that works. And th- I feel like this is what this was, you know? Yeah. You know, it kind of sounds like they're both just willful, yes. kind of selfish people. And what's, what's unfortunate is they included everyone they know. Well, into and that's, this. I mean, those are the people who are the true victims here. Truly. Is, you know, the people <laughs> that I don't even know if they really cared about the people they invited. It was more mm-hmm. or less just like a battle of. Be a part of this war, please. Exactly. Between yes. the two of us. And they're just the, you know, the casualties. I actually, our mom threw me a baby shower when I was pregnant with Tyler, my firstborn son. I, I absolutely didn't want to do it. I hated it. I didn't want to do it. At the time, I had withdrawn from all of my friends, so I didn't have much of a social group. And so she invited all of her friends from church. And, oh, I uh, remember. And everybody had to go around the room and talk about how they came, how they joined the church. I, Paula. Because I was just like, what the freak is that relevant with having a baby? I wanted to stab myself in the throat. But. I mean, I did get some, I, I mean, I didn't get a lot of useful items, but I did get a couple of useful items, but it was all about, really, it was about our mom. And maybe that's what it is, you know? Well, and I remember someone brought in two garbage bags full of uh, Goodwill clothes <laughs> they picked up on the way over. I remember. <laughs> God, that was just a nightmare. I think I really relate to the snooty mother, but I did, I showed up even though I didn't want to do it. I mean, I was, I was I was absolutely vigilant that I did not want this baby shower and she did it anyway, which is probably why I was asking about this current situation because I didn't have really, you know, I was really, really young and I didn't have the money to buy high end everything. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but I also didn't think I deserved goodwill bags, but you know, whatever it's over bygones. All right. Uh, we'll have to talk about pregnancy and motherhood. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. Next next episode, maybe. Okay. It's time for Paula's World. Yes. You gave me the talk. What is the talk? It's the talk part two. Okay. So okay. her and I had quite a discussion. I don't remember what prompted it. Are we talking about Olivia? Yes. Okay. So I don't know what prompted it. I don't know if she was doing some exploring or she had, you know, seen something, but she was curious about, you know, what was going on with her body. So I, the roadmap was no longer working. You know, I I usually drew a street with three dots and I see. Then I just basically said what each dot does. And that was no longer sufficient. So we had to pull up, you know, the diagram on it was uh, time to get real Google images. And we went over what everything does and where, (laughs) where the dots lead. And so she was cool with that though. So I'm like, all right, good. You know, we're, we're good. So then Ryan was teasing her the other day because, you know, school's going to be out at the end of May this year. Okay. And she's going into fifth grade. And Ryan's oh. just like, ooh, he's like, you're going to have family life next year. And she's like, what? <laughs> What's that? He's like, you're going to have to learn about, you know, body parts and everything. And she's just like, ew, gross. She's like, I already know about bodies. 
He's like, mm-hmm. no, but he's like, they teach you about boys' bodies too. And she's like, what do you mean, boys' bodies? I'm like, well, I'm like, you learn about like boys' private parts. And she's like, I already know about boys' private parts. I'm like, and I'm just like, you know about like, like penises and stuff. And she's just like, what's that? I'm oh, like, God. well, I said, that's like a boys' private part. I'm like, where they go pee and stuff. She's just like, she's like, I know where they go pee. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, they pee out of their belly buttons. What? <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm like, boys pee out of their belly buttons? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, well, what what do you think's in their pants? And she's like, I don't know. It's just smooth. And so... Like a Ken doll? That's what I said. And she's and like, almost, yeah. and, and isn't there a part of you where like, yes, honey, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> but you don't want her to know. So I was just like, oh, boy. And so... Are you ready? <laughs> It's really cute that she's innocent. I mean, like, it's really well, cute. Well, when but- she said that, and, and I'm like, when I first told Victor, he's like, how does she think that? She, he's like, we talk about balls all the time. And I'm like, that's what I thought. But well, she doesn't understand the concept because she's never seen it. Seen it. I know. And she doesn't need to see. This is, okay, I don't know if you're asking for my advice or not, but. No, I was just going to pull up the the very, you know, medical diagram like not you know the like the cartoony diagram like that mm-hmm. you see in a like if someone was sliced in half right like like the science book yeah and it's yeah. got like you know the the little lines with the point and then the the name like you know this is the uh the uh, urethra and this is the blah 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 and you know yeah so i'm not gonna be like this is the balls this is the wiener and this is the blah you know i mean i'm not gonna get so technical that she doesn't even understand what i'm saying you know Right. There are human anatomy books for children on Amazon. I'm not ordering that. It's not gross. It's no, very it's not scientific. even that. I mean, I'm sure I can find a simple enough picture that... Well, here's here's my concern, and I'll tell you why I think, is I'm concerned that she's going to Google shit herself. After she will not. Her. She will not. Trust okay. me, when I told her that we needed to have a talk, she slid down the couch and fell on the floor, and so... It's it's literally the the last thing that she wants to talk about. Pointers. Show her the anatomy. I don't know if that's going to do any good for you, but I'm sure it's better than not knowing. She's like, this is what boys look like under their under their pants. Well, I just need her to understand it's, you know, from the belly button. (laughs) Show her boy and girl, though. And then say this. She's going to deduce at some point how babies are made when you see both parts. It's not, you know. It's not going to be that long before she'll figure that out. You know, well, I mean, I'll clear. have to explain that before the family life class starts. Of course, I think they of course. Explain that. So that you can wait six months for. Yes. That's if you don't want to talk about how babies are made. Although I will say, I knew how babies were made. Like, like I said before, ten. But uh, and I'm glad. I mean, I'm I'm really glad because when you hear people talking about, like, literally, some parents would be they're so embarrassed about the topic of sex that you know some people legit believed that the hospital just delivered children to their parents and they went to the hospital to pick them up you know i mean the cabbage the stork all that shit they believed it i remember someone actually crying <laughs> in class when they realized how babies were made oh my god they were terrified that's terrified. so sad how could their parents do that to them for me it's like I think you should say, you know, Olivia, I just wanted you to know, and I keep it super casual. I'll be like, just want you to know that, you know how we have genitals where we pee out of a hole in our vagina? I don't know if you use those words with her uh, uh, or peaches I, or whatever you say. I don't know what I say. I don't know what and I, I would say. say boys do the same thing, but there's 
are on the outside of their bodies. And that's how they go to the bathroom. And that's that's it. And I would just leave it at that. I'd be like, they don't pee out of their belly button. I can see how you would think that because we pee out of what would be like a belly button out of our vagina or peaches or whatever we call it. We as children, we called vagina peaches Mm -hmm. because, you know, obviously it looks like a peach. But, you know, however, you maybe use both so she understands what the real word is. You know, and I just say, and look, it's not something you talk about in everyday conversation. But I thought I can't have you walking around thinking boys pee out of their belly button because they don't because they stand in front of a toilet which i'm sure she's seen her dad and brother you know walk by the bathroom and seen that and that's where it comes from i mean very very maybe a very long time ago and maybe yeah, that's yeah, yeah. where she got the concept was exactly peeing out of their belly button exactly those are my that is my advice is i would keep it super short and brief and very cash i'd just be like anyway that's all it is just wanted you to know and leave it at that Because she's going to have a gajillion questions for you after that. So you might as well just cut your losses and wait for the wait for the tidal wave of incredibly graphic questions. I'm not so sure she will, Jamie. She does not like talking about those things. No one does. She scrunches her neck down to where she's just (laughs) like a, you know, like a necklace Barbie. And she's like, and she just like her body stiffens up and it just slithers down onto the ground. So. But she wants but she wants the information. Give it to her very plainly, very matter of factly. Do not make it a big thing. I like, don't think the she wanted show. the information. I think she'd be happy to live the rest of her life knowing that boys peed out of their belly button. Don't show her. I, I mean, I would not show her a photo. I would just tell her. Okay. I wouldn't even explain to her what a penis is. I would just say it's called a penis, but and it, it's shaped differently than ours. It's like a tube. On the outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd say it's like a tube and, you know. When she's much, much older, she can realize that some men have better than other tubes. But for now, <laughs> we'll keep it simple right. and just end it, you know, because I, I mean, that's my advice personally is I would keep it very nonchalant. Like this ain't no big thing. Boys just are shaped differently than we are. Right. And she'd be like, fine, mom. And she'd be all embarrassed. Can I and stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. And I'd be like, yes, by all means, go. But no belly Get button peeing, please. And if a boy, if anyone's peeing out of their belly button, they have to go to the emergency room immediately because yeah, something's really wrong. something wrong with them. Yay, motherhood. Woohoo. It's so fun. Never Yay. ending. <laughs> so let's do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. You know, I watch a ton of those like crime drama shows constantly. Yes. And I'm, I'm pretty much obsessed with them. Well, I know. so I was watching one the other night and a lot of the ones I watched, they do like cold cases or old like cases from mm-hmm. like, you know, the 60s or 70s. And sometimes they have like original photos of like the investigations and, you know, when they're out in the field doing searches and things like that with the original investigators and, and search groups and things like that. I was watching this one and it was showing aerial shots, like I think from probably a helicopter or something like that, of like um, the investigators on site where they had found like the car or something like of this person. Okay. And so they were walking around looking at the car and I was looking at them and there was probably like 10 of them and they all had afros. And I'm just like, wow, I'm all, that must have been really popular back then. (laughs) And so... I just thought it was kind of strange. And so then the next picture showed them like in the woods and they all had afros again. And I'm just like, I'm like, where, where was this crime? I'm like, I thought they said this was like Indiana or something like that. I just, where was it? 
I don't know. I couldn't figure it oh. out. And so I was about to turn and look at Victor because he was watching it too. And I was going to, I was going to be like, where did they say this was? You know, like, cause I'm like, that's a lot of Afros. Like, like every last person had one. And I'm just like, I don't see anybody that doesn't have one. That's so, weird. So then before I turned my head, I happened to notice one person and then I kind of looked at him and then I realized it wasn't an Afro. They had put big black dots on their faces to hide out, (laughs) (laughs) to conceal their identity. And you thought it was their hair? Well, because the big black (laughs) dots, like, they, like... They weren't they weren't just covering their faces like it looked like they put a big black like round stamp like over it. their I face and head. And so it looked like they had afros. It's so funny when we're awkward all by ourselves. So also <laughs> let me send you a picture because I saved one. Oh, my Cause God. Because I told Victor, I'm just like, is it just me or I'm like. Did those look like afros? And he's just like, what? <laughs> so he had no idea. He didn't know what I was talking about. And I'm just like, I seriously thought those looked like afros. <laughs> and he, and he's, so we rewound it. And he's just like, um, he's like, I guess now looking at it, they kind of look like afros. But he's like, I, I wouldn't have gathered that at first. That is so funny and awkward. I know it was funny. So mine, of course, involved others. I am back on my cleaning regime where I go three times a year to get my teeth cleaned to ensure that I'm healthy. I skipped my cleaning in November because our mom was in the hospital. And so I had to reschedule and then I went in last week. Now, when I go in, I have to have the full nerve block because my lower jaw does not numb and... Uh, The topical numbing agents that you use when you get your teeth cleaned below the gum line do not work on me. Mm -hmm. And so I have to get the nerve blocks. Now, they take like no time to numb. They're because they're extra, extra. They use those for like root canals and stuff. And so she works in quadrants because it the the agents wear off so quickly that by the time she gets everything numb, things are starting to wear off already. So we work one quadrant at a time, four quadrants. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, when we're waiting for things to numb, we'll have discussions, conversations about anything. And then I'll tell her, I'm like, okay, it's numb. You know, you can get going. She's like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. And so we get going. Great, great hygienist. So she's doing, she has already done a couple of quadrants, no big deal. And then she starts to do the upper quadrant. And now those are easier to numb and they numb very quickly as well. So she said, oh, well, once you get into menopause, you don't have to worry about that anymore. And I don't even remember what the discussion was. She brought it up and I said, oh my God, I'm, I think I'm going through perimenopause right now. I'm getting hot flashes. And she's like, oh my God, you are? And I said, yeah. She goes, are you 50? And I said, no, but I mean, it's like, I've been told that it can happen. And she said, oh yeah, it's totally happening. If you're, if you're getting hot flashes, that's like the number one sign. And so all of a sudden I said, I don't want to go through perimenopause. (laughs) My mouth completely numbed, all of it numbed at the same time. I'm like instant. I'm like, I don't want to go through. And she's like, um, um, what? What? I'm all pay, pay, pause. I'm like, I said, it's numb. It was the worst. worst. And I'm like, I'm going to shut up now. My brain. I'm like, I'm not, I can't talk anymore. I have to stop. I have to stop talking. Of all the words too. (laughs) I know. It was so funny. 
And what was funny is there was a dude in the bench next to us doing his teeth cleaning. And of course, he's just like, yeah, everything is great. I'm going to be biking around Tahoe next weekend with my wife. And I'm like, shut up. Just shut up. I'm over here like, pay me a pod. Oh, God. It was so humiliating. (sighs) That'll probably be you and Daryl soon. I'm not biking anywhere. You guys are going to start being the super active couple because you're going to try and prolong your life. I am not biking. I am not going to be one of those people at the age of 55 does her first, you know, New York marathon. 5K. None of that shit's happening. I hate running. When I turned 15, when I turned 16, I got my license. My best friend at the time, she and I took a solemn vow. We would never walk anywhere again for the rest of our lives. And I have maintained that as much as possible. You know, I always liked the idea of running, but the problem Ugh. is, is that like once I get going, I'm like, this is a lot harder than I thought it was. <laughs> it there's hurts. some, there's a difference between running on the treadmill and like running on the street. Oh, for real. It's way harder running out in the world. Way harder. All right. Well, we better wrap up. I know we're out of time by a long yes. shot. So thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, please visit amazon.com. Go to ugly. I'm sorry. Go to uglytruth.com. Click on the Amazon button. Do some shopping today. I will be ordering a uh, water filter for our refrigerator because ours mm. has expired Yay. and our water is starting to taste like tap water. Ew. We need to change our cubes. And, oh my uh, God. I see the Afro picture and yes, they look like Afro. Don't they? Yes, those are black dots. Those don't even look like black dots. That's what I thought, but they're black dots. You are dots. not wrong. Well, that's, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, they can't all have afros. That's just, no. that can't happen. No. And so, but I was looking oh, at the picture. I'm like, funny. where, where was this crime committed? I was just like, because <laughs> I'm just funny. like, I thought they said it was like Indiana or like, Missouri. Mm, are you sure? And I'm like, I don't remember okay. them having a lot of froze back then, but you know. You never know. Yes, that definitely does not look like black dots. I super thought it was afros. But I mean, of course, perfectly quaffed, by the way. Right. And so for a good five minutes, I completely lost track of the story because I was just like, we're not even listening anymore. I was just trying. (laughs) I'm like, wow, that's like 10 people of Afros. Very interesting. Very interesting crime game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I'm like. That whole force of policemen had Afros. Very interesting. (laughs) I'm like, I wonder if it was a requirement. Like, you know, like, yeah, you know, like maybe chips or you know like crock and tubs like they had to wear you know like white blazers and pink t-shirts you know to work <laughs> on the true. vice but anyways oh by the way uh end of february for girl scout cookie sales so if you need your girl scout cookie fix you have a few more weeks yes so uh go to facebook.com uh ugly truth page and there's a link right towards the top for uh, Girl Scout cookie orders. Yeah. And then also visit lipidclip.com to get your makeup needs. So we yeah. will see you uh, next Wednesday. Go Niners! Unless you're rooting for the Chiefs, then, <laughs> well, too bad. I, I hope the Niners <laughs> win. They're going to win. So, all right, friends. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.